Welcome to the Black Hills Small Business Podcast. I'm Tristan Amon with Mindful Living Realty. And I'm Angela Dale with Gateway Mortgage. Join us as we sit down with Black Hills small business owners, learn about their businesses, and tell their stories. We're doing it now on the Black Hills Small Business Podcast. Welcome back to the Black Hills Small Business Podcast. Today we're with Jesse, everybody's bookstore, and her assistant, Danielle. Thank you for being with us here today. Absolutely. Thanks for being here. Yeah. So let's start off, first of all, with uh, you guys' kind of personal life. Who we'll, uh, talk a little bit about your family and uh, who you are. All right. I uh, grew up, for the most part, in Hill City. Born in Wyoming, grew up in Hill City. Moved to Oregon for about 10 years, uh, but really missed the hills and my family. I was saying, I really miss the hills, but I also miss my family. So... I came back and uh, I was working here at Everybody's Bookstore for the former owner, Lori, and uh, she said she was going to sell the place. And so I decided I would attempt to be a businesswoman. And here we are. <laughs> it's going pretty well. It was it was a little bit of floundering the first few months, but I think we've gotten her gotten her feet under us now. <laughs> Danielle? Uh, let's see. I grew up in Minnesota. We moved here to Rapid City when I was about 16. Um, I was also working here for Lori for a little while, and then I went to college, got married, had a kid, and then when I started looking for a job again, it was about the time that Lori was selling, so she said, well, let me give your information to Jesse. And Jesse said, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Jesse was like, yes. Yeah, absolutely. It was because I knew she knew the collection as well as I did. We'd actually never met because, of course, if I was working, she wasn't and vice versa. But yeah, the minute she came in, I was like, okay, you're it. Let's do this. <laughs> nice. nice. So tell us about everybody's bookstore, the, the, the business, what, what services do you offer? We have books, a lot of books. Our hashtag is so many books. <laughs> so, okay, I'm going to get this right. And we have... Uh, Typically, we have a little bit of everything and a lot of a lot of things. <laughs> so you'll find all of your um, typical books, uh, mass market mysteries, all your popular authors, uh, romance, of course. We're here in the sci-fi and fantasy, which we've really built up nicely. Um, I don't know if you can see beyond there is a whole wall of hardcover and trade paperback sci-fi also and a table of older ones. We have general fiction, and then we have lots of nonfiction categories. <laughs> Danielle's my expert there. I'll let her run you through those major ones. Well, we have basically, you know, all the nonfiction categories, memoirs, uh, military history, United States history, world history, religious nonfiction, psychology. We try to keep it as organized as possible and labeled well so that people yes. can find things. We alphabetized. Really, yeah, and we've really Im improved and expanded the children's section. So we have yes. a lot more in the children's area the area than we used to. Uh, children than young adult. We've probably quadrupled the young adult section. Yes. Lots of good stuff. So are you seeing more young kids? I mean, like, you know, we are. on tablets? No, I was nope, in a book last night. No, some kids coming in. <laughs> yep, it's good. How much they said social media and that kind of thing, but it's good that we have the younger kids and stuff like that actually do yeah. hard books. Yeah, we see a lot more than I expected, really. That was when we decided to expand it because we get so many good trades in and so many people coming in looking for the popular young adult authors. Yeah. So you mentioned trades. How does that work? So uh, the store is pretty full. Our main objective is to just be careful with what we're taking in. If we already have two or three copies of it, then we can't give you credit for another copy. But we're always glad to look at whatever you've got, bring it in. We can usually give a couple dollars trade credit per book, and then you have some trade credit to run around and get things. Right. And then how much are the books here in the store? 
Typically, uh, mass market paperbacks half the publisher's price, which makes most of them between two and five. Uh, the older ones, we have a $2 minimum. Our hardcovers, for the most part, in general fiction especially, are $6. Trade paperbacks, the larger size paperbacks, are usually 4 It varies a little bit in the nonfiction, just depending if a book is worth more. Um, but that's kind of our baseline. And some of the more popular authors are a little higher priced as well, yeah. just because we have we trouble keeping keep them the on the show. So <laughs> now, now, who are those? Because like I said, we have to start talking to people going, OK, you need to get your books into the book. Oh, yeah. OK. <laughs> so uh, Colleen Hoover is extremely popular right now. Sarah J. Moss. Um, some standbys are Craig Johnson, C.J. Box. Uh, William Kent Kruger is not quite as popular, but he's very good along those lines. And I like him a lot. So I like to have a lot of his on hand. Louise Penny. Louise Penny, of course. Older classic. Yes. Then we, you see a certain, is it, a, I guess, a classification on that goes like, is it more sci-fi that goes out or romance that goes out or is it just kind of a very, no, it's a mix. Yeah. You know, it yep. really depends on the person coming in. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Which is great, you know. People will buy a book that I, frankly, would never read. People still ask me, have you read everything in here? And no, absolutely oh, not. Yes. But yeah, everybody just has extremely different interests, which is awesome. Yeah. That's why we have a little bit of everything, because we try to cater to everybody. Do you do anything with, like, um, rare, cool, expensive type books? or A little bit. It's not really my thing. Um, but I do have Google at my fingertips. So we do have up near the front um, a case of older, rare, and specially priced books. So I don't go looking for them by any means, but if they show up in a donation or something. Coffee and yeah. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> What's the one we have? White Fang? White Fang. Yeah, we do have a nice older, I think it's first edition, copy mm -hmm. of White Fang. Wow. At London. Yeah. Wow. That would be, I remember reading White Fang when I I know. Yeah. <laughs> Little boy. It's a yeah. good book. Yes, that one I have read. <laughs> Not that particular <laughs> copy, but that book. <laughs> so tell us your story a little bit more about how you decided to let's go buy this business. What was the uh, what was your process in that? My process was if I didn't buy it, Lori was going to close it down. <laughs> so I said, okay. So I was working here on Mondays and uh, Lori had the store up for sale. And I said, okay, you know, that's fine. Um, tell the potential buyers that they've got someone who would be glad to work on Mondays and another one or two days a week, probably, if they need it. And she said, okay. Um, but then one day she came in and said, nobody's really buying it. We're just going to start discounting the books until it's, you know, pretty much sold out. And I said, wait, 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 hold on. <laughs> so I started, you know, this was in kind of the midst of the pandemic and everything. And I was thinking to myself, you know, where would I rather be? And there was really, you know, if this was it, obviously, I would rather be in a bookstore. Um, I don't have a business background. That was my sticking point. I majored in art and English, which doesn't bode well for, you know, numbers. <laughs> but I said, okay, okay, Lori, I'm going to figure it out. And uh, like I said, there was some floundering the first couple months, but I've got it figured out. Now I took all my stuff into my tax preparer and she was like, oh, you're doing a nice job with this. And I was like, oh, thank you. <laughs> yeah. So apparently I've got it figured out. <laughs> and, and how did it work with you, Danielle? With, I mean, once she bought the store, how did, how did that transition go? Um, basically, up, Danielle. <laughs> yeah, basically I just, you know, I said, I'm interested. I'm looking, I'm now looking for a job. So, you know, if you can use me for a day or two, that would be great. And a day or two morphed into <laughs> definitely two, definitely two, and sometimes more. three. 
And then no. I remember it was hiking day immediately after I bought the bookstore. The day after I bought the booking That's store, right. my sister and I hike every Thursday. So I called Danielle and said, hey, you're working Thursdays, right? I'm going hiking. <laughs> Take care of the store. Don't let it all bomb down now. <laughs> she did great. <laughs> and so you say you picked it up in the pandemic. So have you owned yeah. it right about two or three years? Uh, it was toward the latter part of the pandemic. So it's been about a year and a half. I bought it end of last March. Yeah, I'm sure your previous customers and clients and patrons and stuff like that are pretty happy. Yeah. Oh, so many people are so happy. Yeah. It makes me really, it's really nice to have them come in and say, oh my God, I'm so glad you're still here. Yeah. It's like a small community. It really is. Yeah. yeah. We get people coming in, you know, they run into their friends. They didn't expect to see them here or somebody's looking for a particular book and somebody else hollers from the back. Hey, there's something over here like such and such. Or have you tried this author? You know, start conversations. Yeah. It's really a good community. And then you've got a few book sale events to get rid of doubles, I assume? Yes. Yes. Despite our best efforts, <laughs> we do end up with duplicates. Oftentimes, if people bring us a donation, um, if it's stuff that we know we can probably use, we just say, okay, thank you, and sort it out later. Um, and if people come in to do trades and we say we can't give you credit for these, oftentimes they say, well, keep them anyway. Um, right. So, <laughs> no, I love it. <laughs> it's the best, really. Oh, we never lack for inventory, which is wonderful. I, I have the, turn, the inventory is always in flux, always yes. turning over. So we always have new things that we haven't yeah. had for a while. You know, if people can't find it one week, if they can come back in like two weeks, we'll probably have it. Mm -hmm. Or call us. We can always see if we have it on the shelf and set it aside for you. But yes, therefore, sales. So we do big parking lot sales, a couple, um, one in June, and we have another one coming up in September. We'll have all of our duplicates out in the parking lot uh, for a dollar. So it's a really good deal. I mean, they're books that we have on our shelf. We just can't have six on our shelf. So we have three in here and three in the parking lot. Right. Awesome. Do you guys do some... Because you donate them some that you can't use or don't sell? Yes. Right? Yes. We donate all over town. The Hope right. Center, um, One Heart, Wavy. I don't even know. My mother. She is wonderful. No, She's one of our best volunteers. She literally runs around town all the time. Trunk full of books. Dropping off books at different places. Stocking little free libraries in town. Yeah. We've just started something new um, to give mom a break, actually, before we before we uh, wear her out. She's retired. <laughs> so we're doing a free box of books Fridays, not every Friday, but whenever we get enough books on our to go shelf and have enough small boxes, my mother again comes in and packs them up um, different uh, different categories. So like you will have a box of books on relationships and then a box of religion and a box of education. And then we just put those out, and on Friday you could come in and grab a somewhat mystery box and take it home and share it with your friends. So that's been a lot of fun. Yeah, we had people just, I had people waiting the first Friday we did it, people <laughs> pouring in. I want this one, I want this one. <laughs> so it was awesome. Like Black Friday for books supporting you. It is exactly like yeah. that. Yep. Look at my mysteries. Uh huh. Yeah, I wanted that box. <laughs> so that's been a lot of fun, and that'll save mom a little bit of running around. And, so, yeah. And, you know, it, we need money to pay the rent, obviously, and the bills and to pay Danielle. <laughs> um, but really, our goal is to, you know, get books into readers' hands. And if they're books that we can't sell, I, I suspect that there's a business person in my head or standing behind me saying, what are you doing? You sell books. You can't give books away. But, you know, it gets books into readers' hands. It makes people happy. You know, most people wander around. Come back. Most people yeah, wander around and purchase a couple books. Exactly. You know, they start to do that. They're going to come back here. Yep. And, and pick out that book. 
and it just sharing. builds the community. Yeah. And that just yeah. just becomes yeah, it's a community. Yeah, I yeah. I like huge. I like hardcover books. Yeah, I did. Like I've been ordered. I was like, why don't you go to Kindle? They're real books. I, I like to hold it. Yes, absolutely. Anything <laughs> so. So to be said to uh, no screen time as well, getting out of the screen. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, for any. Even we spend a lot of time on the screen, unfortunately, pricing books and looking them up oh, yeah. and all that. Yeah. So. I, I like said I was reading a book. It's called, um, shut up. <laughs> and it talks about being up on, on social media and how much we are bombarded oh. by everything. Yeah. Just like from 2010 until 2014 when they did the studies and the difference between on time and then actually like uh, what your social media is versus what it is now. And it's mm. like crazy amount of numbers. I'm sure it's incredible. Minutes. Yeah. Yeah. So my sister manages all of our social media, so I don't have to. Awesome. <laughs> so I can I can brag it up. Our Facebook is wonderful. She makes the funniest posts. <laughs> They're great. We announce all the sales on there and any special piles of books that we get in if we get a whole bunch of them all at once. Yeah. Um, and the free book Fridays and... There's dogs on there sometimes. It's a good Facebook page. Yes. <laughs> so one of the coolest things that, that you guys did when you both place was paint the outside. Oh, yeah. You made My friend from Eric. a kind of a nondescript building. box. So, so someone else going to come by and like, hey, that's kind of cool. Look at that. Mm-hmm. What's the story behind that? So my friend Derek uh, had been, we'd been friends for a while. I'm not good with time. Years. Uh, and so he would come and talk to me when I was here working. And he's a muralist, a uh, Lakota muralist and graffiti writer. And he had always been wanting to get his hands on these walls. And I think Lori knew that she was kind of aiming toward retirement, you know, so she just said, no, thank you. So the minute I bought the place, I called him up and he was like, "Okay, yes, I'm coming over there. (laughs) So we sat down together and uh, really developed the mural um, so that it really reflects him. He's got his uh, star quilt over there and some stuff that he usually does, his um, typical the things that he mixes into his murals. But then also uh, my whole family's in there. Danielle's in there. You can see her shelving books on the far end. My sister Brandy with the long hair and the dreads. My sister Mo. Mo does the Facebook. She and I are sitting there in the woods on hiking day with my mom's dog. What else is working? You got it. Yeah, it The car on the far side is my dad's. Uh, my mom knits a lot. There's some yarn and books floating around. Yeah, it's, so it's it was wonderful. He really personalized it for us. Yeah, very personal is kind of cool. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I have to come on and look at it and see a little bit more detail. And I didn't, yeah, I didn't see the yarn. So. Yep, it's in there. <laughs> so, what do you love about doing business in Rapid City? I just love the sense of community. It's really good. Like you know, you kind of get to know people who come in on the regular, and like I said, people run into friends that they haven't seen for a while in the stacks and have a whole conversation. Um, the locals have just been so incredibly supportive. It's been wonderful. I don't think I don't think I realized really what a big reading community Rapid City is, but it really is. You know, the readers are not out at the bar on Friday nights; they're home with the books. So you don't necessarily know that we're around, but it's it's really a really a good community and like-minded people. There's a lot of people coming in. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. What kind of challenges have you noticed working in Rapid City as a bookstore? You know, I haven't noticed a lot. Um, I had problems, but the, that was my own fault, you know, figuring out the taxes and everything, all that. Just this most recent tax change, I was like, so I have to 
reprogram the yeah. register? Yeah. Wait a minute. <laughs> Why is my life so difficult? <laughs> I know when they were making that, changing that law, they were thinking exactly of you. And let's just do this. And just, yeah, yeah, this is going to this is gonna bother her. She's going to have to add it to her to-do list. <laughs> <laughs> but I haven't noticed a lot of problems, really. I'm I'm very glad to be here. Nice. What do you love about Rap Save the Black Hills? And stuff? Obviously, you hike on Thursdays. Obviously, the hiking. Yep. <laughs> yeah, that's wonderful. Rapid City is getting pretty big, but I think for the most part, it's still, you know, there's still good people here and you can still run into people, you know, just about everywhere. So, or maybe it's just me because I know so many people from, you know, a lot of people. Wait, wait, like you're on some of the grocery store, like, oh, I'm going up here. Yeah. And it is still nice because you do kind of still have that connection. Yeah. Or growing. Yeah. It's not too big. Yeah. No, but the big city has got a little bit of everything, but not a lot of anything. Yeah, yeah, kind of an adjunct to the bookstore, but not exactly the same. I like it. Yes. (laughs) Anything else that you'd like to talk about your store or uh, that we haven't talked about yet? Danielle? Well, and I know you said you you do take donations. So if somebody is cleaning out their closet, like I know somebody, I just had a friend whose wife's passed. Oh, and, yeah. You know, he's got, he did his little closet full of his books, but he's got a lot of books. So yeah. they can just come in and donate those. Yeah, we right. can't guarantee we can take them all right off the bat okay. just because the store is so full. I asked the landlord if he would expand the store into the parking lot and he's like, no. And I was like, dude, I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, would you? What? what? Would you? What? Would you? What? We had a storage unit out go here. this way, not too many people park on that side. <laughs> yeah, so we just have to be a little bit careful because um, I don't want to overwhelm my uh, my staff by any means. I know my sister texted me one morning about six months ago and was like, oh, my God, I need to go home and go back to bed. There was like, I don't know. 30 boxes piled up out there oh, yeah yeah <laughs> so that's you know at some point we're going to have to put the brakes on it but yes for the most part we will always take a look at donations and at least take some of them yes we've done what we can to expand the store as much as possible oh, her dad God, came yes. in and added some more shelves a lot and it's made a big difference yeah so we and we've filled out all the little nooks and crannies Yes, we can. feel free to come in. And if you see anywhere else where I can put a shelf, let me know. We'll put a shelf there. <laughs> and I know that there's there's fewer books on the floor than there used to be. Yeah, we Ooh, really worked hard. I came to... here and it was like books on the floor everywhere, and I kind of felt like you couldn't find any. It was hard to maneuver, yeah. So that's part of that is doing the duplicate sales. Instead of having six or eight on the shelf or on the floor, we just sell them at our parking lot sale. Um, and also the additional shelving. We've just managed to pick a lot of it up and get it up. And sometimes we do the the older books in particular, you know, sometimes the 1970s stuff, the 1980s stuff, they're not selling as well, you know, because it's aged or dated. So those are the types of things that'll go into the free boxes or um, to the little free libraries. Yeah. Yeah. Like that. Yeah. So Danielle, especially in the nonfiction, has just been weeding like mad. So I would say the collection is turned over by... Three quarters at least. Mm-hmm. Well, it has to be a tedious job. Yeah. It's something that I have to do. Like every month, there's another section that I was like, okay, I just did that section three months ago, but it's full again. And I'm going to have to do it again. So we're giving some really good stuff away. There's some good stuff in the free boxes and definitely good stuff in little free libraries. Um, and lots of good stuff on the shelves, too. Lots of good stuff on the shelves. Yeah. We're because really we try to keep the good stuff on the shelf. Good stuff. Yeah. 
So your website has got your Facebook page has got you know your like said your sales event and yeah the don't the, the, the Facebook page we don't yeah, actually have yeah, a website just right. just to Biblio yeah. you do sell online on Biblio.com and Amazon have our more expensive books up there because some of them are like weirdly weirdly specific like there's one on podiatry I think that probably your average person walking in is not yeah. going to want to purchase. <laughs> Textbook and podiatry is not something. So we let I was We're really looking to right. <laughs> we recently got three or four stacks of Japanese manga. Yeah, but it's all written in Japanese. All Japanese. Like so, there's not even the author's name is in Japanese. We got nothing. Love this. Uh, they're beautiful. Yeah, if you come in, we've got them all piled up on the uh, <laughs> windowsill, the window seat up there in front. Um. Yeah, they're very cool, but I can't read a word of them. <laughs> so we did list all of those on in, on the inventory for Amazon and Biblio because well, it didn't feel like, like yeah. It's, yeah, it's kind of pretty specific and didn't yeah. feel like there's the right bright purple. People would want to have them Absolutely. just to have them because, hey, look at this. It's, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know. Or people who can actually speak Japanese <laughs> or read Japanese. That'd be wonderful. Yeah, they're out here. Yeah. <laughs> I've had a few kids to pick up Japanese language books. They're working on it. (laughs) Well, thank us. Thank you guys so much for joining us today. Absolutely. Thank you. Uh, See you guys all next time on the Black Hills Small Business Podcast. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed that story as much as we did. We'll put all the contact information of every business in the show notes or the description below. Be sure to check them out and support our local small businesses. 